September 25th, the new Fox Tuesday kicks off with New Girl's new season. Then, welcome Ben and Kate. Stay away from my sister before you find out what six years of Rob McGaugh feels like. Well, like, year and a half plus, like, four years on and off I was traveling. Followed by another all-new New Girl. What am I looking at here? Pure, unadulterated friendship. And the Mindy Project. <laughs> Can't believe you're tattling. Tattling is when a little girl does it, okay? When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. The new Fox Tuesday premieres September 25th on Fox. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The New Normal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's The New Normal After Show. We're here. What's up, guys? Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another recap of the new normal for all of you here at AfterBuzz TV. This is episode four, season one, Obama Mama is the title of the episode. It was a good one. I am your host, Lauren Leonelli. And I'm Kristen Burt. And we have a couple empty chairs. We next do. To us. What happens? We have an invisible AJ. <laughs> an invisible Anna. And an invisible Anna. And they will be back <laughs> next week, but... Pour some of your drink out for them tonight, folks. But we do miss them, and we look forward to seeing you again. They will be back. All right, so tonight was... I was kind of shocked at this episode. First of all, I thought it was good. I thought it was funny. But I was really surprised to see such a controversial, like, liberal-sided show really being outspoken about the conservative side of, like, the political point of views and the election and all of that. They were really putting up a good argument for the other side. It didn't feel at all to me like it was the liberal point of view just overshadowing the conservative point of view that was just like, oh, who cares about that? It was, I mean, Jane, uh, Ellen Barkin's character, was really representing the Republican side and Republican point of view and the Republican voters, and she was putting up a good fight. Which I think is important because, you know, we are in an election year. No yes. kidding. And um, it's one of those things that it, it's been really hard over, I think, the last, I'm going to say, eight, 12 years where, you know, Republicans are over in this corner and the Democrats are over in this corner and the two shall not meet in the middle. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's important to understand. And I really do feel this in politics because I follow somewhere straight in the middle of the two par- parties. But I really feel like it's important to understand both sides and have an understanding because we're always calling people out on the other side saying you're doing this wrong or you're believing wrong or you're thinking wrong um, but no one's really trying to understand what the other one's trying to say and so I think this episode brought up some good points about that and I think that this is another good example of you know Ryan Murphy and the creators of the show just trying to show that everybody's entitled to their point of view I mean the show it might be about you know, gay rights, and it might fall on the more liberal point of view. But I think they're just trying to say everyone's entitled to our opinion. 
our opinion happens to be that we think that gay people should be able to get married and adopt and have children. So why don't you listen to just what we have to say? It's not about maybe agreeing or disagreeing, but just let us have our opinion. This episode kind of encompassed that, like, the Republican conservatives point of view is your own point of view. And you wouldn't think that this show would be sort of advocating that, but they did. It wasn't like they weren't putting it down. They were bringing up very valid arguments. Mm -hmm. Ellen Barkin's character, as crazy as she can be when she's Jane, Nana, and says the most outlandish stuff, she actually, I mean, I was surprised at some of the stuff that she was, points of view that she was actually bringing up. Just like, um, what was the part where she burst into the... um, they were making dinner, the boys, Brian and David were making dinner. Mm-hmm. She burst into the room. She was very upset about hearing that they, the boys were trying to sway Goldie's vote, that yep. she was going to be voting for Romney. And she was like, I worked really hard to to train her mind to vote. And now you guys are coming in and messing it up. She said they had been Republicans since um, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and I think that the funny thing about that, it, <laughs> if you go back, if anyone's an American history buff, if you go back to what Republicanism was um, back in Abraham Lincoln, it, it's very it, different than the party now. Different. And, and I think that um, I'm a little, I'm familiar with that as well. And Abraham Lincoln, if you were to put him in, us on a side, he would have fallen more dem- democratic now. Absolutely, especially on social issues and things like that. This, yeah, and even if you go back uh, and not that far in American history, you go back to um, all of the Reagan Republicans. I think Ronald Reagan would kind of be shocked to see what his party has turned out to be. Um, just it's just turned out to be something different than the, the fundamentals, which really is about fiscal conservatism. Exactly. Um, and, you know, it's it's turned into a lot of religion falling into politics. But remember, our country's founded on a separation of church and state. Yeah. Which is my whole problem with politics in general these days. I'm like, they all need to be separated and everyone needs to find a common ground. So I agree. I think it's just it's all kind of crazy how separate everyone needs to be in. It, it's not as black and white as it, people make it out to be. But then that's when politics comes into play. And it's a little weird for me because it's like. Even on the side that I fall on, you know, Democrats seem sometimes to say things just to get a vote. And sure. it's it makes it feel really black and white when there's a lot of gray issues. And there's some areas where I fall in the middle. And I think that the, the new normal is kind of trying to reflect that and show that there are people that can fall in the middle or there are people that might be what you think might be a stereotypical liberal or conservative. And it's not necessarily true because some of the characters we were discovering on the show are nodding conservatively when you would think because he's a gay man that he should be voting liberally and it's I think that that's again or a black Republican or a black Republican I think that again Ryan Murphy and the creators of the show are trying to show that you don't need to and I know we'll kind of get into this too with talking about stereotypes a little bit later but the stereotype doesn't need to just be again so black and white Absolutely. Everybody is entitled to an opinion and their opinions can surprise you sometimes. And I think the important thing is about respecting others' opinions because I think we've gotten to a point in this country and I think the show in this episode in particular focused in on this that, you know, we need to listen to the other side, but we need to respect them. You can have a, a healthy debate and I don't think there's anything wrong with having a healthy debate about politics on both sides, but it's when you start saying you're racist, you're a hater, you're this, you're that, you're not God loving, yeah. you know, that's <laughs> when on both sides, when they, everyone starts slinging, you know, insults, slinging. Yeah, yeah. insults at each other. I, I sit there and think, well, all it does is it doesn't validate your argument at all. It makes you look immature and ridiculous. I was going to say it looks like a schoolyard fight between 
immature children and it's ridiculous and you know i think that you're allowed to vote on one side or or error on one side but agree with some things on the other and i think you know i i liked the part in the show where um like we were just talking about where jane bursts in and they're cutting the vegetables and she's talking about not wanting the the two guys to have any reflection on her granddaughter's point of view and her voting for romney and um and Jane says, well, you know, I just, I don't have a problem with, why do you have a problem with Romney? He's making it so that people are free to make their own decisions. And, and Brian stepped in and said, yeah, except for if you're gay. And she said, oh, but I didn't think gay was a choice. Which was such a great one-liner. <laughs> and you would think for a show about two gay men trying to ha- like find equality and, and fit in in this world like every other couple, that you wouldn't bring up that argument which is why I am loving the show even more right now because I like that they're not afraid to bring up the other side and yeah that might have been conscrewed into something it wasn't because I don't believe being gay is a choice and that was just her coming back and being snarky but I think it's a valid argument that the others like the conservative side or the Republican point of view might point out Absolutely. And, you know, and that's when you start getting into, and again, this is where religion sometimes falls into place where it um, happens that, you know, sometimes religion doesn't believe in certain aspects of science. Um, and that's also oftentimes where they think gay is being a choice versus science, which says you're born this way, like Lady right. Gaga says. <laughs> um, so it's it's really kind of interesting, like how it, how it's all playing out and how it's being written, because, again, it is showing both sides of, of the yeah. coin. Which is great. And um, so the hypocrisy, I think hypocrisy might have been like the theme of this episode mm-hmm. because it kind of like reared its head in a, in a bunch of different topics. Like we just talked about the, you know, the, the, the voting and conservative versus liberal. And there was also a li- they touched a little bit on like food issues <laughs> and they were really kind of bringing up the point of like eating organically or eating fast food. And you know, what's interesting is I I have heard a little bit about this before, but I want to bring this back in the very first scene when Goldie's like stuffing down a burger because it's breakfast. And she's like, I just, this is a one-time thing, Shania. And she just like, I'm having a craving. And as she's doing that, Brian and David walk in with organic vegetables from the farmer's market for them. <laughs> just for you. Know, and really, baby. And it was funny. And, he, and uh, David, who's a doctor, said you know charboiled meat is a carcinogen and that actually affects your dna which is so funny because like two nights ago i burned toast and i was like this is bad for me right like if i eat this this is bad then i was like well i'm not gonna throw it away and i just put a whole bunch of peanut butter on it and it was fine but (laughs) that is true though right like the uh, i know like grilling oftentimes grilling you can create a lot of carcinogens from grilling meat and things like that i don't know about burnt toast i don't want to start rumors (laughs) i don't want to start rumors either but it was like marissa you know (laughs) marissa's shaking her head i'm just saying i'm making myself sound ignorant right now i'm just saying i thought about that when i was it was so funny that i thought about that because i've heard people say really burnt food can do that now i didn't know that it affects your dna i just want to say if anybody knows how that affects your dna call in all the scientists that is crazy it affects your dna like that is crazy well i would think you know uh cancer especially is you know cells mutating and things like that so that would somehow affect 
your your genetic makeup. So, <sighs> Mike, there gosh. you go. I know, but there's so many things to think about in terms of all of that, and it's interesting because here in California, and I think we talked a little bit about this, we've got a, a bill about genetically modified foods right. in California, whether they're going to be labeled or not. So I'm wondering if that's going to start filtering in. Well, uh, where we're talking about organic versus fast food, and, and, and things like that. And there's a whole bunch of documentaries about you know the way food is is brought to you into the grocery store and where it comes from and how it affects you. Yeah, and Food Inc. is enough to <laughs> send I you mean, over the edge. That's right? a great documentary. Oh, gosh. So, but yeah, it's it sort of, hypocrisy sort of came in there with trying to figure out, you know, what they, uh, what they really believed in. And the couple was divided because David, being the doctor, is very, very into eating healthy. And, and we see Brian sort of sneaking burgers and giving them to the dog and then eating that at the end of the episode was eating fries. Absolutely. With Shania. So, you know, I mean, again, they, they are two very different people, as we've talked about before. So this is another way for them to show their different beliefs. And and it shows the simplicity of hypocrisy, I think. Like, yeah. Because we all say, oh, I eat so healthy and I eat organic and I just go to the farmer's market. And especially out in California and the West Coast in general, you hear this all the time. Yeah. And... Of course, like I still go to In-N-Out Burger, you yeah. know, I mean, I shop at the farmer's market, but it is, we, we do, you know, we, it's, it, it, again, the theme is, you know, walk the walk, talk the talk. Exactly. I, or I talk mean, the I, talk, walk the walk. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, and I, it's the same thing for me yeah. too. Like I try and eat the best I can, but I also am not a millionaire. So shopping at Whole Foods is sometimes not an option for Whole me. Whole paycheck, they call it. Exactly. I mean, I could <laughs> buy organic as much as I can, but you know what I mean? It's like, Yeah late night out at the bar fat burger looks pretty good by the way they were at fat burger this episode <laughs> we both were, of us were like that's sherman fat Oaks? burger sherman Oaks, no city hollywood, hollywood. <laughs> i think it was the hollywood fat burger I on santa monica right. boulevard because i've been there a couple times <laughs> and those charbroiled burgers go down real smooth let me tell you there you go <laughs> carcinogen or not um and the so yeah so the the hypocrisy was all over this episode in the politics their beliefs also, I thought it was kind of interesting, too, and this is sort of can, obviously a political issue as well, but a personal issue um, for some of the characters on the show, like Goldie, um, and they brought up abortion. And I thought it was interesting that, again, Jane always gives up some really personal information yes. about the characters. <laughs> and this Awkward. one, she they decided... Uh, in the show they, they had a party the boys Brian and David had a party because they wanted to prove to Jane that they had black friends um, she was trying to call them out on talking the talk and walking the walk and saying that they're so conservative and liberal and um, they're so liberal excuse me and and they're Democrats and oh I'm sure you guys there's so much that you're hypocritical about and you probably don't even have any black friends and they said yes we do we have lots of them and then when she left they're like we don't have any <laughs> who are we going to invite so they tried to scramble and throw a party just to prove to her that they had black friends they ended up tricking or he uh, Brian ended up convincing a waiter to audition for a role which I have to interject we found out more about Brian's character this episode as well that he is a TV he's a producer of some TV sort? producer and it looks like it, it said sing on the chair so I'm thinking it's maybe an American Idol type of format maybe he's a Simon Cowell maybe judge a judge or something yeah. but they were definitely on a set and it's definitely Hollywood so he convinced this actor caterer which we all know is very common in these parts to audition for a role this this actor 
happened to be black. So he wanted him to pretend to be their friend. And they made him uh, what they called the Black Frasier. So if you ever watch <laughs> Frasier from Cheers, pretty funny. very snobby, like super ridiculously educated. Like what, what Jane would not think of as a, a typical black person. Correct. So there we are playing with that dichotomy there. And um, so they, they decide at this party, they're also going to now say, okay, well, you know what? We're, we're almost 12 weeks along. Let's announce our pregnancy. Let's take this <laughs> opportunity. All of our friends are in front of us. So they do so. And this is right after Goldie's character was just asked out by Clint, who is Rocky's brother. And he's like, hey, want to go to the movies? She's like, sure. And then Brian and David come in and are like, we're pregnant. Oh, and Goldie's our surrogate. And he was like, what? Clint was like, so taken back. So we saw Goldie go through some personal issues here. But then the abortion issue came up because then Jane said, oh, let's go get Shania. Um, That's also Goldie's daughter from her falling apart marriage. Goldie leaves the room and gets upset but I think a little bit before that they were they were talking politics at the table and Jane was fighting for the Republican side and everyone else was Democratic so it was like everyone against her and she had brought up the fact that if she hadn't taken away Goldie's mother's right to choose then Goldie wouldn't be here and they wouldn't be having a conversation about what they're having the conversation about which I think you know brings up an interesting point getting back to politics because I mean I think every four year cycle we sit there and argue about you know Roe versus Wade and everything else and the woman's right to choose and but and I always think this it's uh, it's so interesting because one side is so clearly over here and you know right to choose the other one's right to life but if you meet in the middle and someone maybe has the baby and gives it up for adoption. Adoption is a, a wonderful option. And then, you know, if it's someone that's under 18, they can still go to college and they can still have a life. And then a, a family gets to adopt a child. But it lends itself to so many interesting things in terms of the two sides have their view. Adoption is a big issue in the gay community because some states like Florida don't allow you to adopt a, mm-hmm. a child. So um, if you're a gay couple. Right. So it, it's really interesting how all these layers of politics are playing into a storyline. But yeah. collectively, the interesting part, plot point in that story was, you know, Nana, <laughs> Brian and David all ruined Goldie's date in one false swoop. Oh, yeah. They all. I mean, this was another way to kind of show that Goldie, although she might not be having the baby for her, it's definitely going to affect her life. She has a daughter, a young daughter that's going to be affected by it. And you know what? She's totally like, yeah, I totally want to go on that date. It's almost like she forgot that she was pregnant for that second. She's not showing yet. It's all very new. He asked her on a date and she's like, sure. Not even thinking I'm about to have a baby because she's not married, which would be the typical situation that you would be, you know, pregnant in. And you know, She's not, and she's just like, yeah, she was young. She's 24. She wants to have fun. Yeah, and she's ready to go out and party, but wait a minute. She's 10 weeks pregnant. Yeah, and then Nana is throwing, hitting below the belt. <laughs> she always right hitting left. below the belt. <laughs> and she's like, well, Goldie, Goldie's mom want, wanted to have an abortion, and if I hadn't told her no, then Goldie wouldn't be here. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, Goldie, I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh no, that's fine. She tells me every year on my birthday. <laughs> It's <laughs> like, well, I think the nice thing is that Ryan Murphy has brought up some interesting topics of conversation on, in terms of women's right to choose. And, yeah. you know, they've had, you know, she has a wonderful granddaughter because of it. And, you know, you think she's got a worthy life and a great granddaughter out of it, too, even though Nana loves to deliver things in an interesting manner. In a very interesting manner. And I think that that's kind of Ryan's Mur- Ryan Murphy's way of 
throwing something really heavy out there and then letting that sit for a second and then making light of it. Yeah. Because Absolutely. it's a comedy and we can't be so down. But this, there were some really heavy issues tonight and it still was, I think, able to remain really funny and, and light feeling. Absolutely. Um, and that issue was, I mean, that's kind of a big bomb to drop. Like your mom wanted to get rid of you and I told her no. And she's like, oh, it's fine. She tells me that story every year on my birthday. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, wouldn't we love to ha- hear from everyone on iTunes? Yes, we would. Yes. We would love to hear... All of you rate and comment, and we love, love, love when you go to iTunes and keep the lights on here for us. We love hearing what you have to say, and we appreciate you visiting and rating and commenting. So please, please And do. what you think of all the controversial topics. And I love that. what you think of all of our controversial topics. And we were one of the top five last week, so we appreciate that. Exactly. Thank you, guys. Whoop, whoop. Holla. <laughs> all right. So there is also... The issue that we talked about in the beginning, right at the season premiere with the the one million moms versus the LGBTQT side. (laughs) Community, yeah. And this is not an issue that's really going away. It's not, and I'm really surprised about it um, for a couple of reasons. I mean, the One Million Moms are really pushing forward to get some of the advertisers um, to back off from advertising on the new normal. Now, the only repeat advertiser that has been on the new normal from week to week, and I think it's only been two weeks in a row, has been Arby's. Um, But according to NBC, not a single advertiser has asked to withdraw from their paid slot so they're totally fine with the new normal they're totally fine with the content they're totally fine with their brand being associated with that so the one million moms have not been very successful but with they're that trying campaign. nonetheless but they're trying um after you know the whole um we had the whole debate with the uh broadcast channels in utah one dropped it and one picked it up so that's been a wash for them as well right however on the other side lesbian gay community a lot of them are backing off from the show Um, Because of some of the strong gay stereotypes that are being thrown out there. Um, And, you know, AJ's talked a little bit about this. We discussed it last week. And I I did feel the same as AJ that that sometimes there's some really bad old school stereotypes that are being thrown out there. Some um, because of Nana. And I think that's sort of being, you know, part of her character and they're developing that. But sometimes I think they're developing the gay couple, Brian and David, in a weird stereotype that okay. we don't necessarily need these days, you know, um, if, we're, if they're trying to change minds and, or yeah. open people's minds to what a family is. Do you think that the some of the harsh things that, you know, like we were talking about, you and AJ were agreeing before that hitting you over the head with some of the stereotypes, do you think that's to point out that it's ridiculous to think that way? Or to show that, I mean you're allowed to think what you want, but to show the side that some people believe that it's ridiculous to think that way. I mean, I think you need to show all sides of it. I think because some of the things she says, Nana says there's people on the opposite side on the right side that think, yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, there's people that probably agree with some of the crazy cray stuff she says. And then there's some of the other people on the left side that look at her and say, what the hell is she saying? Like, that's crazy that she would think that. So I think maybe it's put out there in an outlandish way to show the division. And some people are going to agree with it and some people are not. But for the people who don't agree with it, it, I think it's to show maybe there are people that do think this way. And I think what it is, too, that, that's kind of interesting, we're only really hearing about the gay lesbian issue. You've got the one million moms yeah. sort of arguing that. Um, and then you have 
late, uh, the lesbian and gay community pushing back, saying, you know, we don't like some of these stereotypes being put out there, but we're not hearing from, you know, maybe the Christian right or Republicans saying, hey, we don't like how we're being portrayed or we don't like these stereotypes. So I think that's why we're just, you know, hearing from two particular sides. But I also think that there's a third side right. to all of this. Well, I think this episode was kind of a good example of the Republican point of view, the conservative point of view, the right point of view. Mm-hmm coming through in a not like in a not negative way it's just in a very valid normal hey this is our point of view and bringing up really good points and I think I I do agree that there are some you know I can see why the lesbian and gay community might be a little put off by some of the stereotypes that are really being pushed on the show but I I'm gonna throw this out there I don't know that a lot of America is ready for this show to happen without the stereotypes being laid out there like that for you. I don't know that people are ready to just accept this couple as this couple and and not attach it to stereotypes that I think that the show, I'm assuming, or, or my guess is that they're trying to work to break those stereotypes down. Yeah, and I, I mean, Ryan Murphy hits you over harder on the head with these messages and these themes and these stereotypes. But if you look at Modern Family, which is like, oh, it's like the number one comedy in the United States, and it just won the Emmy again. And they don't, they soften the, the couple's relationship. You know, they don't do, it took them a long time to kiss. It took them two seasons for, for that couple to kiss yeah. on, on ABC. Um, so it's interesting to see how the two are playing out. Now, Modern Family is extremely popular, mm-hmm. um, where New Normal has had some soft ratings, actually, and the ratings have gone down from week we, to week. And we will talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so it, it's interesting to see, is America reacting because they're hitting us too hard over the head, or is it just that the show isn't written the way people in general just want to see a sitcom? I, I wonder that myself. I don't know, but, but I, I still f- fall on the side of, I think that the this is a stepping stone to get to the point where we can watch a show and it's not about a couple being gay. If they're two men, two women, a man and a woman, whatever they are, black and white, Asian, who cares, yellow, purple, whatever. It's just about a relationship. And I think, unfortunately, people aren't ready for that. There's a lot of people that are, but I don't think a lot of people are just ready for that couple to just happen without an explanation and without everyone freaking out and talking about it. So I think that this is a stepping stone and I think maybe it might have to take a couple hits I think, you know, Ryan Murphy is clearly on the side of accepting this and thinks and it's normal for him and it's normal for people like you and I, which we've yeah. discussed, but I, I don't know that other people are ready for it. And I think that maybe that you, they feel like they have to give you those stereotypes in order to, to put it out there and show it to everyone and maybe get people who are on the other side to look at it and go, okay, well now I understand. Yeah. Cause a lot of, I think a lot of the reason why people don't get it is because just of sheer ignorance. In my opinion, or maybe it's religious belief, but some people aren't exposed to it enough to even know about it. Correct. Or they don't, they think they don't know someone who's gay and they actually are gay, but it, you know, it just, it depends on what type of community you live in and it, you know, yeah. Because we talk about this LA bubble all the time, or if you live on the East coast, you know, in the Northeast, it's really not a big deal, but other parts of the country, you know, it's uh, a little scary perhaps because they don't understand it as much. Well, I'm hoping the show can open the door to all. 
Yes. We love it here. We do. And, you know, there's a lot of comedies um, on air this this season. It's kind of exciting. I know, right? You know, we've been talking about NBC's comedy, but Fox has a brand new lineup that actually premiered tonight, um, starting off with, uh, you know what, Zoe Deschanel was back with a brand new season of New Girl. She's laid off and looking for work, so hopefully you guys caught that. And then um, following that, from the producers of New Girl, there's a new show, which I finally watched tonight, Ben and Kate, Woo! a really cute new comedy. So I think uh, it's being called one of the best of the new season so be sure to check that one out it's very good and then probably my favorite because Mindy Kaling you know what one of my favorite like sub characters on The Office is now on Fox in her very own project called um, the Mindy Kaling Project and you know what she's exec producing she's writing she's starring so I'm all for girl power on that she's awesome yeah, so be sure to check that out if you missed it tonight. I'm sure you can always check it out online or go next week and make sure it's on your DVR because Fox has a strong new comedy lineup on Tuesday nights. And they started tonight at 8 p.m. and tune in every Tuesday and watch it after. They're all so good. All the shows are so My good. My DVR this season, which I'm kind of pleased that it's busting at the Me scene. Me too. Last year, I picked up zero shows. I didn't like anything new. I felt I had my the same stuff. way. Mm-hmm. Old stuff and now this time, ben just Kate, too many to choose project. from. Oh gosh, I have so much going on. Love it. Alright, well let's get into some quick news and gossip. TV news. All right, we kind of touched on this. The ratings are slipping a little for mm-hmm. the new normal. And NBC has got, you know, some pretty strong shows. Like The Voice is a big, you know, it's got a built-in audience. They're doing really well with the ratings. And Go On is another show that's doing really well. But the new normal and Go On are both in their third ep- Well, tonight was their fourth episode. But at the time, they were in their third episodes when this, this little report came out on Entertainment Weekly. And the new normal, it, it fell 12%. From from the second episode to the third. And what they're really concerned about is, yes, there's a difference between the ratings on The Voice and Go On, but it's much more drastic in between the percentage of who's watching Go On and The New Normal. And they're hoping over at NBC that Ryan Murphy's got that magic touch that he seems to have and that it's just going to end up being, you know, a glee or something that ends up getting, you know, continuing to go strong but I'm a little worried about the show I have to be honest because a lot of people I've talked to have said I watched the first couple episodes and they've dropped it from their DVR and uh, you know when you've got Matthew Perry who's got a long history with NBC friends you know he's a strong lead in if you're dropping off of that uh it's it's tough, I think, and, and with the controversial message that comes through the show, again, it's it's very, you either like it or you don't. And Fox has a strong lineup. And they do. So we're hoping, hoping, hoping that Ryan Murphy's magic touch comes into play here. Also, there is an upcoming Halloween episode, and it is a Honey Boo Boo themed no. episode. So for all of you that like <laughs> Honey Boo Boo, then you might want to turn into awesome. this. It is, isn't that how awesome? I'm excited. How awesome! First of all, we, we, right? Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Shania the little girl. Shania is gonna. You can't say Shania without thinking Twain. What is that? Shania. We all watched her do her very good impersonation of Little Edie from Grey Gardens, and Ryan Murphy was. He said, "You know what? She is such an. I'm quoting him. Eccentric, exotic child. They felt like they couldn't." not have her doing that little Edie. So now they're also like, why we can't ignore the Honey Boo Boo trend. Like, we have to do this. So in the show, what's going to happen is, is Brian's character is going to say, you know, 
uh, Shania's character really likes Honey Boo Boo, why don't we all dress up as the whole family? So they're all going to dress up as the whole family. I'm assuming Shania is going to actually be Alana Thompson, a.k.a. Honey Boo Boo. That's must-see TV. How good is this going to be? And by the way, I'm just predicting before predictions that... Honey Boo Boo is going to be a crazy trend in Halloween costumes this year. Because I'm thinking I was going to either be Little Edie or now I'm kind of wanting to be Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> We're going to see a lot of Honey Boo Boo I think year. I might. I think I might be Honey yes, Boo Boo. Yes. And also, there was one little other small note. Nene Leaks is in Vogue fashion Ooh. this week. And the, the picture that I saw, I didn't see any of the other ones. I saw this on BET.com. So if you want to take a look at the picture, go on that. But... Um, it was a whole, it was a picture of her. She looked really, she was in a, um, gosh, what was the dress? It was this like black and white Stella McCartney dress. Ooh, and nice. she was wearing Giuseppe Zanotto shoes. She looked amazing. And the whole cast was with her. And it was such an awesome picture. Vogue always has like the best, best pictures. Do you know that her Nene Leakes brings her own shoe wardrobe to every shoot, including the new normal. She doesn't wear the wardrobe shoes. Oh, she I don't doubt own. that. Yeah. And they're Diva. always, they're always fab. So if you want to check that out, go to uh, BET.com and you can see the picture that I'm talking about, but that this is going to be in the October edition of Vogue. So and she's on the next season of Atlanta Housewives. I, so she is double dipping with her she, paycheck. Not girl. Only, dude, not only is she rocked the reality TV world, now she's on the regular sitcom TV world and in Vogue. Go Nini. Nice work. All right. So that's it for news and gossip. Do we want to get into predictions? Predictions. I mean, now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Well, I am going to piggyback on my prediction that I just said, and I think that uh, the Alana Thompson Honey Boo Boo trend is going to be a huge Halloween costume this year. And I'm going to predict now we could be surprised because somebody else on the show could be Honey Boo Boo. But I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to have Shania be Honey Boo Boo. But it would be kind of funny if they made like Gold Nana be Honey Boo Boo or oh, something. That would be great. Right? Nana be Honey Boo Boo. Well, we've got the whole Ohio storyline coming back. She's being sued for custody. So we have to think about what's going right. to happen. She is required by the courts to bring Shania Goldie. back to Ohio. Goldie. So that's how the episode ended. We found that she was ups- Goldie was upset. She's being sued for custody by her soon-to-be ex-husband. And she has to go back to Ohio. So what do we predict on that? I remember thinking that are they going to take... Shania's character off the show for a little bit. I don't think they'll take her off the show because she plays in too much of the yeah. into the comedy and all the craziness. And she's so fab. She's fantastic. But I do think that we're going to see a little bit of Ohio and a little bit of struggle um, with the whole court custody Great case. Great prediction. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Next week, we will be back with all of us, Anna and AJ included. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and my website. <laughs> and I'm at Kristen Burt. And I'll be here tomorrow night for Dancing with the Stars oh! at 7 p.m. Pacific time. So come on back and join me. That's right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.